0: you for listening in on Tent of Testimonies podcast. This is the official podcast of the Tent of Testimonies International under the leadership of Prophet Dr. Fred Akama and Senior Pastor Maureen Akama. As you listen to this and other amazing sound biblical teachings, our aim is to equip you with the Word of God so that you can grow into an effective believer. In today's podcast, we do believe that you will be imparted with the knowledge of God, spiritual truths, and kingdom principles that will positively affect your spiritual life. Be blessed as you listen, and may you come back with a great testimony. Hallelujah. Bonasifiwe. How are you this evening? You're blessed you're finding the Lord Um, Minayo is my name Uh, Akama is the acquired one thank you for the opportunity to minister sir I appreciate Um, I thank God for today I'll share I want to share on prayer because we have been seeking God today, is that right? We have been praying, we've been trusting God. As we come to the end, we are just crowning what we have been praying and declaring, that which we want to see God do in our lives. Bonas if you will. Praise Jesus. So I want to share, should I say I'm just doing a reminder, because we've been taught and taught and taught and taught about prayer. But I believe a reminder will do no harm. It will take us a long way. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. By understanding, we are a prophetic church. Is that true? Is that true? Yes. We are a prophetic church. This means that by default, we have a privilege to tap into the prophetic grace That operates in this place. And when we pray, when we seek God, if you're sleeping, please wake up. I have not even begun. Please encourage me. Don't sleep. So I was saying we are a prophetic people and we tap in the prophetic when God speaks to every individual. This is why when you pray, Um, People dream. People see visions. People get words of knowledge. Why? The umbrella that is operating above us allows us to easily flow, tap, walk into different dimensions that God has given the man of God who is in charge of this place. Buenas if you will. Praise Jesus. At the same time that, you know, God... Speaks and says all this. The expectation of God. The Bible says that. God has exalted. His word. His word. Above his name. So with all that. God shows us. He expects that. The basis. Or the foundation. That we need to have is the word of God. Buenas if you When you study the word of God, you find it easy to be able to pray, to be able to intercede, to be able to go before God and you have words. Why? Because you know what the scripture says. More important than even the words that you receive, which are equally important, you must have a foundation of the word of God in your individual life for you to be able to pray effectively. Bonas if you There is the usual prayer that people are used to. You know, you come, you're led, there's a book, you read through, after that, you say Amen, you go home. But there are greater depths that Christ had reserved for us that we can be able to, you know, pray and seek God. So, number one, for us to be able to pray effectively, we must be grounded in the Word of God. Praise the Lord. Backgrounding, I don't mean that you come here and hear the word of God. It is never enough. We cannot explain the whole Bible in one, one sitting. Or even if it's a particular topic, it can, all the scriptures cannot be exhausted concerning that. So the Lord expects of us, or it is required of us, to have a quiet time and study the word of God. So that when you pray, you actually know what you're saying. Bonas sifiwe. Bible says, you know, when the sons of God went to present themselves before God, even Satan went. And I'm sure he had something to say about Job. And I'm sure that at some point God been—I mean, Job had been talking and talking and speaking to God. The same way you talk and pray and seek God. And the same way the enemy will present himself before God to say something about your life. Bonas if you this is why, you know, Satan could be able to tell Jesus, you know, when Jesus would quote scripture, the enemy would counter with a word. Bible says that Jesus had gone into the mountain to pray and fast, you know, and in this period, this is when the enemy came to, came with a word from the Lord. Now there was a day that the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came among them. So it is very important as an individual, whichever way, whether you start from Genesis like that or you read it chronologically, whichever way, you must ensure that you ground yourself with the word of God so that in the time of adversity, when time of adversity comes, you will be able to declare it so that when you're praying, and the enemy challenges what you're telling God, you can be able to challenge him in prayer. Praise the Lord. We pray, we read the word also so that we can be in agreement with what the word of God says. I want us to read from Matthew, where the disciples told Jesus, teach us how to pray. should be Matthew 6, where the disciples told Jesus, teach us how to pray. Matthew chapter 6. But you, when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Give me seven. When you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they'll be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. In this manner, therefore, pray, our Father in heaven. So, Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. We'll, we'll come back to that scripture. Jump to. No, let's just start with this one first. We can move forward. So, Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray. Remember, in this particular scripture, Jesus has not died and ascended into heaven. Are we together? So this means Jesus was talking to people who are not born again. Is that okay? This is why they could go before God and say, teach us, before Jesus and say, teach us how to pray. Why? Because the Holy Spirit was also not dwelling in them. So they needed a guideline. They needed a direction on Jesus, you know, teaching them and showing them. So the next verse, the Bible says, in this manner, therefore pray, verse chapter six, verse nine, our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Don't change, just stick there. Our Father in heaven, our God in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Now, one of the things Jesus was teaching his disciples in in this prayer, he was helping them understand that when you go before God, you know, as I am praying, I have taken time today, I am praying and I'm fasting. I am going before God with this mindset that I'm going before my Father. Bonas ifiwe. So the Bible, I mean, the Bible wants us to acknowledge the fatherhood of God. The fatherhood dwelling in the spirit. Are we together? Naturally or biologically when you have your own father, you know, you go to them and you ask anything. Is that true? And at times also when you go before him, there are certain things you grab in prayer and walk and go knowing this is the word of God, this is what he declares. And I can speak and give the word life so that it gets to be declared now, now. So the desire of Jesus is for me and you to acknowledge that when we pray, anytime I say my father, I am talking about fatherhood. When you come to fathers, there is love, there is correction, there is rebuke, there is exhortation. Is that true? So when you approach God, this is the expectation or the declaration you're saying, my father in heaven. You know, many times when we come before God, we come before God with a mindset of expecting a rebuke, expecting, you know, condemnation. But there are other aspects of the fatherhood. If you were. Praise the Lord. The reason why at times you could pray, then whatever you've prayed for, if it takes long, you begin doubting, is because maybe at the back of your mind you're thinking, or because I did A, B, C, D, this is why God is not hearing my prayer. Is that true? But Bible says that we have been made the righteousness of God. So when I come before God, there is no condemnation. And when I come before God, I have an understanding that I am approaching God who is a father and not necessarily ready to, you know, rebuke me all the time, but is a loving God. So this is our confidence because even Paul says, you come to the throne confidently. Confidently means what? I know that which I will ask in his will, it will be delivered. Irregardless of the status of probably where I am, where I have been, what I have done, I know it will be done. When you have this in you, it becomes easy to stand on that which you're praying for. Whether it takes a short time or a long time, you're able to declare, you're not going to second gaze yourself. Thinking, oh, maybe God is punishing me. No. Why? Because you know you're coming before a father. And so by us acknowledging that our father in heaven, heaven, you know, You understand, it's spiritual. Not everyone has seen God, but we have a conviction in our hearts that God exists. Is that true? Is that true? So, when you say our Father in heaven, it means we are acknowledging there is a spirit being in existence who is our Father. So, this should be able to stir up your faith, man. Are we together? Give me the next verse. What does it say? Uh huh. Read again. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Praise the Lord. Bonasifiwe. So this means God already has a will concerning your life. Is that true? So one of the most important thing, you know when you say your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, how is the will of God being done through you? We've been taught before that God has given us authority here. So we have the authority, God has the power. But the authority and power have to work together for there to be results on earth are we together so the moment you're declaring let your will o god be done on earth as it is in heaven in other words you are saying you're actually ready to fulfill the will of god on earth your heart is willing is that true is that true There is a verse in the book of, uh, should be Isaiah, chapter 55. Get me the scripture where it talks about um, the word of God. When it goes back, it shall not go back void, but it shall accomplish that which it has been sent. Isaiah 55, 10. Can we read together? Uh-huh. hmm Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So the Bible says when rain comes down from heaven and do not return there but waters the earth naturally when it rains plants are able to grow. The same when the Bible says when the word of God comes forth, it does not go back in vain. But it is able to accomplish, this is what I wanted. So shall my word that goes forth from my mouth, it shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. If you will. So in other words, Isaiah says, The spirit of God says through Isaiah that the word of God should prosper. But how does it prosper? When God speaks, because the Bible says, my word shall go forth from my mouth. Whose mouth? Whose mouth? Whose mouth? Which is the word of God. The Bible you have is the word of God. So when the Bible says it will not come back void, it means it has to be a two-way traffic. God speaks. You speak to declare what God is saying. You speak to say what the Bible says. You declare what the Bible says. You nullify what the Bible says. When it says you plant, you know, whatever it says, you are fruit, you are fruit. When you speak with what the word says, the Bible says that the word is able to prosper. Are we together? Now, you cannot speak concerning the word of God if you don't have any word in you. Is that true? So in other words, it means... When I am praying and I'm saying, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, you are saying that the word of God, the will of God, the purposes of God that he set since the beginning of the earth, it shall be accomplished on earth. Because the Bible says that these words are created in the spirit, but they must manifest in the flesh. Are we together? So it is of importance, if there's a word like, a sentence like that. It is important that you are able to speak and declare. We normally say a quiet Christian is a defeated Christian. Why? Why? God's word cannot be fulfilled on its own. So you must declare what God is declaring. So it means when I'm saying, let the will of God be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, it says, I actually have a relationship with my Bible. Are we together? I actually know what the word of God says concerning this thing. And I am ready to declare and see the word of God coming to pass. Buenas if you The book of Timothy, Bible says that we should be ready to Study, study means more than reading You dive into the scriptures, you read You know, you check scriptures that go together with the scripture you're reading Confirm and do everything So the Bible says you must study to show yourself an approved workman Study to show yourself approved unto who? Why are you studying? To be approved by who? Unto who? A workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. It means that there are workers who are actually ashamed. Is it true? Is this true? The Bible says it means there are people who study the word of God, but something happens somewhere and they are ashamed because of the results. Praise the Lord. Study to show yourself approved unto God. What are we studying? We are studying the word of God. Why are we studying it? So that we can apply it effectively in our lives. So that we can be able to speak the same thing that God is speaking. What is that called? When you speak the same thing that God is speaking, what is that called? Are there students in the house? When you're having the same mind, there's a song, I'm trying to get it, I'm trying to get it, but I can't remember, but I think it says, Speaking the same thing, the same At the same place, same time Together with the Father Homology with Him You know the song? You know the song? (laughs) Amani Naimba out of key (laughs) (laughs) Pakam (laughs) party. It is well, it is still a joyful noise eh? (laughs) Homology with the Father homologia with him you don't know that song homologia with the father homologia with him you know it speaking the same thing the same place the same time together with the father D have you heard of that song? our spiritual father <laughs> we used to sing it in Crisco have you heard of it? oh I have one please say you've heard of it about, uh, my voice is not... Have you heard of it? I've heard of it, but... Singing is my... <laughs> Just say you sing in your own voice. There's a song that says that you're speaking the same thing, saying the same thing at the same time, together with the Father. Homologia. It means being one with God, being more than Christ. So it means if you're able to apply the word of God rightly, you will not be ashamed. You know, at times you can take the scripture and speak and declare it concerning your life, and maybe it is not the right application. Are we together? Are we together? I'm trying to get an example. For example, You cannot be praying for your neighbor at work to die so that they can be cleared out of the way so that you get that promotion. Are we together? You don't kill people physically to get that position. Is that true? So even if you pray concerning their death, it will not come to pass. Why? It is not in line with the will of God. Are we together? So, what will happen? You will be ashamed. Because you will be waiting and waiting and waiting. And the happening is not happening. Because you're praying amiss. So, this means at times if you apply the word of God amiss, you will be embarrassed because you will wait and wait to see its accomplishment of which it will not happen. Oh, God bless me. Oh, Lord, protect me. As I steal this, please, let me not be caught. Just this once, just this once. Such kind of prayers don't work. Unless it was just, you just had a lucky day. There we can apply lucky. eh? You had a lucky day, you were not caught. But you can't come out of there, you have stolen and you're successful. You're like, ah, thank you, Jesus. Today I was not caught, you are with me. Where? How? God collaborating you in stealing, does it happen that way? Does it? So you will be ashamed if you don't apply the word of God correctly. Concerning your situation and your, you know, believing God that it will come to pass. Praise Praise the Lord. Back to our prayer. So when we say when we, the Lord's Prayer, it means, the second bit of it, we are declaring the will of God. In others, we are declaring the word of God, that it will come to pass because you know the word. Remember, Satan declared, "Did it come to pass? Did it? Because Satan told Jesus, "You know what? Bible says, your father will send angels. You will not dash your foot. Not even a little bit. But Jesus had a response for him. So, when we pray, and we have taken time to have the word of God in us, when it comes to application and declaration, layering the will of God to be done in earth, on earth as it is in heaven it is accomplished when you're able to declare it and apply it in the correct place Buenas, if praise the Lord look at your neighbor and tell them you must study the word, you must study the word. say it again you must study the word. Buenas, if you yes. praise the Lord so even when you pray, you know, the practical bit about life is there are prayers, I was looking at the testimony. He was sharing with me the testimony today where they I can't remember it was a he or she you prayed for, and they got an answer, they got a job. It's a she, eh? And she had been out of work for two and a half years. So this is less than 24 hours, right? 12 hours. Okay. There are prayers that God can answer by the time we say amen, you know, and you have your answer here. But the truth about life is there are things you pray for and can take a day. Others can take a week. Others can take a month, months. Others can take years. Is this true? These are facts about life. And yes, you have to live by them. And it's not lack of faith. Praise the Lord. This is why I say from the beginning, when you approach God, you must know that you're praying or talking to someone who is a father to you. Not only ready to rebuke, but is loving. He's ready to embrace you. He's actually ready to hear you. Because you see, if your prayer would take like, let's say, a year to be accomplished, it can get to a place where you second guess yourself. Is that true? you know, or maybe it's because of this state of my heart, or maybe because of this, because of that, if you don't have the word of God in you. But you must also realize that there are things God will take a while to work on. For example, if God shows you a weakness in your character, a weakness in your character, and you, you know, you go before God and tell God, help me here, because you know, on my own, this one I can't sort it. I have zero ability. But I need to work on this before before I go to the next level. Many times it does not happen overnight. If you have anger issues, it does not happen overnight. Is that true? If you're a type of person who doesn't see the value in people, it does not happen overnight. And so when you go before God and pray, and and let me tell you, each one of us, there's something that you're working on, including me. There is something that I'm working on and there is something that I'm trusting God and I'm telling God, Lord, help me. I can tell you for free, managing and for me, eh? managing and mothering people in church is not easy. And many times I have to ask God, God, give me grace. I have to ask God, give me grace, give me grace. There are those who are just impossible and I am just trusting God for them. That is the truth. There are those who intentionally, they step on your toe and look at you, see how are you going to react. If you don't say anything, they step again. And look at you. And at the end of the day, I have to trust God on how I deal with you. That is why I'm saying, each of us, when you look at your life, there is something you're working on. Truth be told, it does not take a day. Might take a while. Because most of the time, character, you see when you've already overcome. Then it hits you, wait a minute. I've been having this issue in my life and I've never noticed um, that have overcome it until, you know, it hits you. I actually overcame this thing. So there are things when you go to God in prayer, there are things God will let you know. There are things God can let you know that I am working on it. And you've got to be patient with God. Praise the Lord. You must be patient with God and trust God to help you overcome. Trust God to help you, you know, not be found wanting to move from one level to the next one. Bon as if you are. Praise the Lord. We are talking about prayer. Next. So when we pray and we say the will of God, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are giving the word of God life and just trusting God that whatever he has spoken, he will do and acting by speaking that whatever he has said, he did, he will do and standing on that word until you see its accomplishment. Praise the Lord. Bible says, give us our daily, give us this day, our daily bread. The next thing that Jesus taught the disciples. Eh? Remember, if you read the previous verses before these prayers, Bible says that Even before you pray, God already knows. But why should you ask if someone knows? Why should you ask if someone knows? It's because you must speak concerning his word and declare concerning his word so that he fulfills it. Praise the Lord. So the next verse says, uh, give us this day our daily bread. So this is the right to asking for provision. This is just not bread in terms of food, bonus if you will Praise the Lord. This simply speaks of provision at your point of need. What do you need for the day? So you, we, are, we should be able to ask. The same Bible says That when we commit ourselves and work in the house of God, he says he will bless your bread, he will bless your water He'll keep away sickness from you. This is the word of God concerning us, right? Meaning this is a promise of God concerning our lives. But there are times you see even diseases amongst us. Is that true? This means you must actually go before God and ask what is your daily bread? What is your daily provision? What is it that you need? you must go and ask. And at times, you must contend for it. if sefiwe. Praise the Lord. Amen. You should be able to go before God and whatever it is that you're asking, take it because it's, it's your possession. It has been promised, but not all promises are materializing until you provoke them. Are we together? Are we together? So there are things you must pray for, you must declare, you must contend. This way the Bible says that upon Mount Zion there shall be. Upon Mount Zion there shall be. Mount Zion simply means, you know, we can say upon TOT, there shall be deliverance. Give me that scripture very fast. So that I can explain something a little bit about provision. Provision. Obadiah 117, Bible talks about upon Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. But on Mount Zion there shall... Okay, give me the previous verse huh, so that you get the context of the bat. For as you drank on my holy mountain, so shall all the nations drink continually. Yes, they shall drink and swallow and they shall be as though they had never been. This is a promise, right? 17, but on Mount Zion, there shall be what? And there shall be? And? The house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. And upon your tea, there shall be deliverance. Have we seen deliverance? Okay. Upon your tea, there shall be deliverance. And there shall be holiness. And the children therein shall possess their possessions. So some things you have to go forth and contend for them. Pray, declare, speak the word so that there is provision over your lives. Provision of finances, you know, give us today our daily bread. Give us today our daily finances. Give us today the deliverance from this mountain. Give us this day. Good health. So whatever is needful for the day, Jesus says when you pray this prayer every day, you go before God and you ask. And when you ask, you take it by faith. Last but not least, Bible says, um, go back to Matthew, the Lord's Prayer. Back to Matthew, back to Matthew, the Lord's Prayer. and forgive us our debts as we forgive. Who is a debtor? Who is a debtor? Someone who owes you. Is this true? So it means Jesus is teaching the disciples that you are supposed to forgive someone who owes you forgiveness. Is this true? In other words, Jesus is saying, someone might have wronged you, but Bible says, we forgive them. There's an aspect of forgiving. Praise the Lord. Many times the ego wants to be patted on the back, especially when you know that someone is wrong and you are right. People cannot breathe. And Jesus says that as we ask God to forgive our debts, it means and forgive us our debts. As God forgives us, why? Because we have had so many shortcomings. Is that true? And at times you make promises. You tell God, if you do this, I will do this. If you do this, I will do this. So, Jesus says that He forgives us, but He also ought to forgive those that we feel were wrong and we are right. If you Praise the Lord. Forgiveness has zero feelings. I remember one time someone told me, My heart is not okay. Eh? Give me time. When my heart heals, I will forgive. My heart is still. So, if I say I've forgiven this person, I'll be lying. But forgiveness has nothing to do with emotions. You don't need to feel right to confirm that you have let someone go. You let someone go and then receive your healing and feel right. Is that true? And many times when you forgive people, you, there's still that campaign in you. But regardless, when you follow the word, you let go. You find that God gives you healing. Okay? And we have been taught many times that forgiveness is for your sake, not for someone else. Is for your sake. For you to progress, you have to. You know there are diseases that come with unforgiveness. Do you know that? The type like pressure. You know that? So many times... Why does the Bible tell us to forgive? Because it's for your own sake. And if you're able to forgive someone, and yet they were wrong, it means that's a sign of maturity. Why? Because you have taken a step to release this person, yet they're the ones who are on the wrong. And as you do that, God is able to heal your heart. So in other words, Jesus says, all these things are entailed in prayer. The Bible says in James that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man does what? The effectual, the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Are you righteous? Are you fervent in your prayer? Then it's supposed to avail much. Bonus if you. Praise the Lord. So when Jesus teaches his disciples about this kind of prayer, the value that is added after Jesus died is that the spirit of God dwells in you. Praise the Lord. So that's why the Bible says that he is able to intercede in you much, much better than you can be able to do as an individual. Praise the Lord. When I want to give thanks, even he talks about speaking in tongues, as you speak in tongues, you're able to give thanks much, much better. So it means... This prayer is perfected by the Spirit of God when you have him pray in you, for you, and for other people. Bonus if you were. Praise the Lord. He knows how he's able to direct you as you pray, as you speak in tongues, for your daily provision. He even guides you to know where it's going to come from. Praise the Lord. He helps you to be able to forgive and set people free. Hallelujah. He helps you. Intercede. Not only for yourself, but even for other people. Praise the Lord. So I want to encourage us today that even as you go before God, have a certain mindset. You know, there's one thing I learned from the man of God. eh? The early days... You know, truth be told, as you grow in salvation, there are times you pray, you just pray, and you are hopeful in your heart that it will actually come to pass. Is that true? And I remember one time he told me, you know, me when I ask God something, actually I found it proud. Forgive me. But this is just me. <laughs> he told me, you know, when I ask God, I know he will give me. I expect him to forgive me. Then I was like, wow, okay. You've seen when someone is very confident about something, and by the way, it found me at a place where by Buenos <laughs> few. I don't know if you have seen people who are so, you know, and that's challenged me to grow, by the way, because at times, them days, as one of those people who believed. You know there are times when you feel you've not done what you need to do and you've not you know gotten to that place and you think hey God if you answer I'll be grateful. But you don't know even in God answering it is your right because it is it is written. So when you know it is written there is a certain confidence that comes upon you for you to implement something. Praise the Lord. Let me tell you, you know when you get into an interview, you're looking for a job, you need an interview, and uh, you're being asked questions and questions and questions. If you have fear, you can even forget your name. What is your name? Uh, uh, mm, uh, What do you see? You have zero idea what your name is. Someone asks you, what are your qualifications? You have so many papers, eh? You fumble, you fumble, you fumble, you're trying to get the right thing. And you know, the next thing they all fall to the ground. Now, that one even makes you panic. This happens in interviews. But when you're confident, in fact, the people just look at you and they, you know, you look like you actually know what you're saying. And it's very important that. As an individual, you must wear confidence. If you don't have it, ask God. You have a father, ask him. Have you ever asked God to give you confidence? Have you? Let me tell you. Let me give you my story. I love stories because they keep you awake and focused and following. I am sorry I said 30 minutes. I know, 45, 50. Thank you. The first time I was told to minister, I was in Form Two. That time I was in Chrisco Church, so my parsi we had we were having a youth service or something like it. So my parsi then back in Mumias just came, looked at me and said, "You, you will minister in the youth service, just like that." As I am looking at him and trying to digest what exactly you saying? the guy was gone. And I promise you, I tried to negotiate with him in the week. Just to tell me, give me time, oh, I am not ready, oh, wait. You know, there you can have stories, eh? So he told me, just make your work easy. Go prepare. Instead of following me and looking for me and giving excuses, go prepare. And because I knew him, I knew I was not going to budge. And I promise you, my first sermon took two and a half hours. Not prayer, just the word. Ask me what I was saying, I don't even know. And I remember before I ministered back home, there are those long benches. eh? So I remember I sat at one end of the bench. The fear I had and thought about standing before men of God, women of God, and you know they are seasoned. You you are thinking these guys are seasoned. eh? You are just, because by Form 2, when I was in Form 2, I had just gotten born again. So I was wondering what am I going to take on these people? Some of them were. Do You know back in shards the way you have mixed, mixed brain, eh? I remember that day. I have never forgotten because I sat on that chair and I started shaking literally out of fear. Started shaking I remember that praise and worship I did not concentrate. I didn't know what they sang. I was just thinking when my time comes what am I going to do I was shaking and my teeth were shattering you know the way you feel called Namene was so at times if you're given responsibility and you feel it's a mountain to climb, believe you me, we were there. And at that time I thought, "Hey man, this is a disaster completely. And I felt I would be a letdown. And now my fear was, if I'm called to go there, do I even have the strength to move from here to the pulpit? Leave alone, hold the microphone, just move. And I remember I made a quick prayer. I told God, you know what? At this point, eh? You you have you better show up because this kind of humiliation, me in story, I will you know I'll go my way I'll never minister again. This is this was what was in my heart, but remember I kept on pleading God and I told God you know what just just help me, even if my sermon might not be that interesting, just give me confidence to, to walk until the end, you know deliver. And then one scripture God gave me, the joy of the Lord is your strength. That's the scripture that came to mind. And then all of a sudden, I just felt a certain, you know, energy. Between my name being called, me going to the pulpit and beginning preaching, I can't remember. The only thing I know is that I had so much strength. Eh? See the way you see me nowadays. There are days you can tell you go and minister and you're thinking, hey, Father, give me grace. Anytime you're told to minister, day, you must always, I, I keep on asking God for a fresh Grace, eh? you can't get used to the presence of God. eh? Can tell you for free. You kind of you have to prepare, because when you walk with the Holy Ghost, you don't know which direction he will lead you. You prepare someone, he decides minister this, and this that is ministering. The only thing you'll remember to say is the Bible says. The Bible says. Can't even point the scripture. (laughs) That is what happens. But remember, after that time when I went to pray and I told God, God, thank you because you've been gracious. Yeah? And one assurance that God told me, God told me, anytime you stand to speak, I will be with you. And after that, by the many times I stand to speak, I literally feel an envelope. You know, there is someone, you see the way you can take this coat you put on top of someone like that? That's how I literally feel. So when I feel like that, a certain strength comes and I remember that scripture and I'm good to go. Praise the Lord. I was talking about confidence. You know, even when you have confidence and you go before God and pray and declare, you know the enemy is always watching? He's watching and seeing and watching and seeing. There are those that he knows, uh, this one came to the meeting, he's declaring, but they don't even believe what they're saying. In fact, he doesn't even, you know there you can be scared. (laughs) He doesn't even need to do that. He knows he'll just come nearer you and do something and you go off board. But there's a certain confidence that you must have with you. Confidence that is given by the spirit of God. That you know, you know that you know. When I ask for this, definitely he will do it. When someone comes, you know the time someone can come to you and tell you, "Pray for me concerning this." You look at them, you don't tell them what you feel in your heart, huh? but you tell them it is well. Let us pray. But even in your heart, you're trusting God that is going to come through for this person because there are weighty things. But the level of the confidence that you have must be, you know, confident, knowing that this is my Father. Either way, He must give me. Why is he giving me? Because I'm praying in his will. And Bible says that you cannot be denied what you ask for. You know, you can't say, Lord, I want some bread, and then gives you something different. He will definitely give you that. But you must have a certain level of confidence when you go before God. Knowing that this is my father, so that even if Something is still in the pipeline and God is working on it and about to bring accomplishment. Your faith will not waver. You will not nullify what you have prayed for by your words. You will still stick and stand. Bible says, after everything, you will stand. Even with overtime, you will stand. Still declare the same thing. Because the prayers we make, like I said, some of them are just not for now, now. Some of them you'll have to declare over time, over time. And then you see the manifestation. So you can imagine if you declare otherwise, you go back. Because you've nullified everything that has been said. Again, you start afresh. But the masses of God are new every morning. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Are we ready to pray? Are we ready to speak our heart? Are our hearts right before God? And our hearts have our hearts forgiven holy people. This is why even David made a prayer, and David said, You know, search me, search me, O Lord. Search me. So that if there might be anything in me, you know. that you may remove it. So in simple, this is what Jesus taught the disciples. This is the mindset you need to pray when you approach God, when you approach the ruler of a kingdom. Not only is he a king, but a father. And this is how a father sees things. And this is what a father does. And this is the expectation of a father. Praise the Lord. if you.